Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined right here by my co-host, Alex Wilson. This offseason will be crucial for the New York Giants. We know there is one glaring need on the offensive side of the ball that the Giants have to address, and it's the wide receiver position. Now, they tried to address this a couple seasons ago with Kenny Galladay, four-year, $72 million deal, but as we all know, He's not going to last on that deal. He's likely to be cut this offseason, in fact, and that money might just be rolled right over into a new wide receiver one. But unfortunately, this free agency class, pretty thin at the wide receiver position. Not a whole lot of guys there that we do like, so we're going to highlight pretty much how bad this, this free agency market is at the wide receiver position. Talk about some of the guys that the Giants really should avoid so that they don't find themselves in another Kenny Galladay situation. But before we dive into all of that information, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode and subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. Bing! And without further ado, Alex, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, we've talked about a lot of the wide receivers in the upcoming draft class. Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers... Um, there's a lot of really good talent there, but at the end of the day, free agency is also an opportunity for the Giants to make some upgrades. The problem is this might be one of the worst free agent classes in the wide receiver category that we've seen in a long, long time. I mean, we're going to list some names off for you guys. There's maybe one, maybe two, if we're being optimistic, that could make sense for this team. And the problem is you don't want to overpay for bad talent or at least lackluster talent. This team needs a number one. We don't need a number three. Um, you know, we just extended Isaiah Hodgins yesterday, picked up, uh, you know, that option there. He's going to be costing what less than a million dollars really great decision by joe shane we always anticipated they would do that developed really great chemistry with daniel jones during this past season four touchdowns in his last five regular season games including a touchdown against the vikings in the postseason You're looking at a player who has been extremely productive for us when nobody else really stepped up you know richie james had his issues darius slayton kind of disappeared toward the end and isaiah hodgins stepped up and made some really nice plays and he showed really great and consistent hands which is something that we've lacked over the past couple of seasons but the Giants have an opportunity here to go spend some money at the position, if not trade for a player or draft a wide receiver one, which is what we anticipate happening. But Anthony, I'll let you get it started here. Some guys you wrote this morning, three players who the Giants should stay away from. There's probably a lot more uh, that could be added onto that list. But get me started with a guy that you really just don't want to touch. Yeah, so one guy that I really don't want to touch is Jarvis Landry. Now, a couple years ago, maybe, right? Because this was one of the most consistent receivers in all of football. He had seven straight seasons of at least 70 receptions and 750 receiving yards from 2014 to 2020. This guy used to be just a catch machine, and he was the, one of the most consistent players at the position. But over the last two years, in 20, 2021, 52 receptions for 570 yards while dealing with injuries. This past season, 25 receptions for only 272 yards while also dealing with injuries. This is a player that I think is unfortunately past his prime at one point was a lot of fun to watch I really liked him back when he was with Miami really great player to watch back then but right now this current status of Jarvis Landry this is something that the Giants need to avoid there's no way that they can risk signing a player like this to a one-year prove-it deal and then he just doesn't play at that point you might as well just re-sign Sterling Shepard 
extends Sterling Shepard. He's familiar with the team, the scheme. You know what a what great of a leader he is. You can just sign him for pretty much the same price or probably even cheaper than what you get Jarvis Landry for. And if he misses out on games, well, Giants fans are probably expecting that. Well, Jarvis Landry, you sign him. Giants fans get their hopes up. They're like, okay, if he stays healthy, he can be such a good player. But the injuries in the recent years and the lack of production when he's on the field, Jarvis Landry is a player that I am staying away from. I think that's like a buyer's beware. He just turned 30 years old. This is not a player that the Giants should be investing a lot of money into. This is a guy that one of those big name teams, you know, like Philadelphia needs an extra receiving weapon. Okay, go ahead and get Jarvis Landry and just take a flyer on him or Kansas City. Some of those big name teams, they're going to look at Jarvis Landry. But for the New York Giants who really need an alpha, alpha dog number one wide receiver and then some complimentary pieces like an Isaiah Hodgins and maybe some other young guys through the draft, Jarvis Landry doesn't fit that mold. He's again, old aging veteran receiver with a lot of injuries recently so this just doesn't make sense for me if the Giants go ahead and invest money in the Jarvis Landry I'm not on board with it but Alex I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on Jarvis Landry this offseason yeah I mean look he earned what 272 yards receiving last year he's injury prone he's gotten slower he's lost a step he doesn't separate keep me away from Jarvis Landry there's no reason to go in that direction as you mentioned if you're going to go with a guy that's already injury prone go with the one you already know what you're getting in Sterling Shepard who's a little bit younger um, and at the very least we know he's going to be a great leader on the sideline if he is out for any certain amount of time he could be a great coach one day but yeah Jarvis Landry, not on the boat. We can kind of go down the list one by one and give our quick takes on each of them. We'll start out with Nelson Aguilar. Uh, he's literally, what, he's almost 30 years old, you know, deep threat, awful hands. Every now and then he comes up with a big play, and everyone's like, oh, my God, like, Nelson Aguilar, like, he came out of nowhere. Like, what a great play. And then, like, he disappears for another 15 weeks. And you're like, okay, well, I guess he doesn't do anything. So, in my opinion, Nelson Aguilar, you know, $11 million last year. He's probably going to be low end of the of the totem pole this upcoming season, wherever he signs. I would stay far away, Anthony. N Nelson Aguilar, I imagine you feel the same way. So Nelson Aguilar is not one of those players that I feel as strongly polarized against. I think that he's kind of one of those players that you find on a really cheap deal and he isn't going to step in and be your number one, number two, or probably even your number three. But this is a player that I think can be got, got for a pretty decent price and get minimal production. You know, just one of those reserve guys that goes in there and contributes every now and then. So I'm not necessarily too afraid of signing Nelson Aguilar. And if you look at his drop numbers, he doesn't drop the ball. That was something that I noticed. I know back a while ago, there was questions about his hands and a lot of drops but in recent years he hasn't had that issue so in my opinion this could kind of be like what Richie James was supposed to be a, a depth piece on this roster who has like the ability to play in the slot and maybe make some receptions but better hands so Aguilar not necessarily somebody that I'm that afraid of I, I think that this is a player that the Giants could potentially target for the right price but that is the key there's no way that I'm overpaying Nelson Aguilar so yeah not a fan of signing him but I, I don't really feel that strongly against it but one player that I do feel a little bit strongly against Alex that I think a lot of Giants fans are going to disagree with me on is DJ Chark now I'm not too crazy of the prospect of signing DJ Chark in free agency this offseason when Chark was coming out of college out of LSU I loved DJ Chark I thought he was going to be a star but unfortunately he hasn't necessarily reached that potential now he does have a thousand yard receiving season to his name in 2019 Went to the Pro Bowl, 1,008 yards, 8 touchdowns, 73 receptions. A really good stat line. But since then, lots of injuries. And he signed a prove-it deal with the Lions last offseason. $10 million, one year. And he didn't really live up to the hype because, again, he suffered an ankle injury that kept him sidelined a lot. So this is one of those players who, freakishly athletic, six foot four, 4.34 40-yard uh, dash time. Like, this is a fast, straight-line speed, deep-threat player who has some pretty good route-running capabilities, but 
those injuries just continue to pile up for some of these guys and that's why they're those low-key free agent targets but for dj chark again yeah maybe he could be a really solid number two receiver but do the Giants really want to sign a player who's this injury prone to another one-year prove-it deal close to $10 million? For me, that's not the direction that the Giants go in. And I get the other side of the argument, Alex, where you sign him to that one-year deal. What if he does stay healthy and he does go for 1,000 receiving yards? Yes, I would love to see that happen. But unfortunately, I don't think the Giants are in the position right now to take a risk on a guy like that for that price tag, considering they have to spend a whole lot of money extending guys like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. So when you're in free agency, if you're the Giants, you need a little bit more of a sure thing. Or if you're going to take a prove it, you know, a flyer on somebody, it's got to be cheaper. And I think the DJ Chark has proven that he's a good player. So a prove it deal for him is going to be more expensive than it would be for a guy who you know is only going to be a WR3 or a WR2. So DJ Chark, again, like the player a lot, but I just don't think he's a fit with the New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, look, I just don't want injury-prone players anymore. Like, straight up, that's not the direction I'm trying to go. Even in the draft, like, I know Jackson Smith and Jigba are, like, people really like him. People think he'll be really great. But the injuries, man, like, it's just the injuries. Like, I can't get over these guys who just consistently get injured or they miss a significant amount of time or they don't have a lot of production because of it. Um, and, and that's kind of a reason I'd like to stay away from DJ. He played four games this past year, rather, sorry, 11 games this past year, four games in 2021 with Jacksonville. So that's two consecutive seasons where he played less than 12 games. Um, he's played less than a full season in his last two years combined. He had a 57.7% catch rate. That's absolutely terrible this season. 500 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, look, he's not going to offer this team like a significant talent. He was a pro bowler back in 2019 when he had just scratched over a thousand yards and eight scores. But those days are well behind him, so it seems 6'4", 200 pounds. Look, I don't think we need big possession receivers in this offense. I don't think that's really what we need at all. I know that the Bills have Gabriel Davis. The Chiefs don't really have anyone of that size. The Giants don't need anyone of this size, right? They have Colin Johnson's. Isaiah Hodgins is pretty tall. He's a pretty big guy. I don't think you need a DJ Shark, especially if you're going to get him for like a price tag that's going to maybe be over $5 million per season. I don't know how much he'll cost. Maybe it's a little bit less than that, but end of the day... He was paid $10 million last year, and he didn't do much at 26 years old. And the fact that he's already injury-prone or being considered that at 26 definitely concerns me. Um, but, yeah, in my opinion, I'd stay away. You know, most of these receivers in the free agent market are definitely not going to be my cup of tea. The next one on the list, old as hell, 32 years old, Randall Cobb. You know, slot receiver. We have Wondell Robinson coming back. Keep me far away from Randall Cobb. I, the only reason he played last year to begin with is because Aaron Rodgers wanted uh, somebody just – he had – familiarity with in that offense and ultimately I just don't see him as a even a reasonable fit it, it, again if you're gonna go the direction of Randall Cobb you might as well go spend the same amount of money on Sterling Shepard who's three years younger um, or two and a half years younger and uh, you know the very least can offer you a pretty good uh, sideline coach if he's injured so you know Randall Cobb not my cup of tea Marvin Jones is another guy a little bit taller physical receiver uh, played with Jacksonville last year at 33 years old again also not going in that direction uh, was played 6.25 million dollars I just don't like a lot of these big heavy like kind of I don't know possession receivers anymore we've gone down this route with Kenny Galladay we know what they offer we know what to expect and Lion Jacksonville receivers like just keep me away from those guys right unless it's Amon Ross St. Brown keep or Jamison Williams keep me away from these like former Lions and Jacksonville receivers they don't they don't pan out they're not worth it so I'll give you a second to give your take on Randall Cobb and Marvin Jones as we work our way down the list here Listen, man, you didn't have to do the Lions like that. You did them dirty there, man. <laughs> well, look, it's they not know. like they don't have any talent. 
Well, now they do. I'm like the the former guys, right? The Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones of the world, who like were like maybe okay in the past. They have Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameis. Like they're good now. They have good receivers now. But don't yeah. give me the leftovers, the crumbs that are coming from three years ago, like that haven't produced in a long time. You know. No, listen, I, I agree with that, and I think that the players that you mentioned, Randall Cobb at this point, is he even going to continue playing football, so or is he going to retire? You know, And I think that he's probably waiting to see where Aaron Rodgers goes, and then he's going to sign there if he signs anywhere at all. But Randall Cobb is really one of those players that you don't sign in March. You sign him in, like, you know, October, because he's not playing a full season. He's old, and mm -hmm. he's not that good of a player. So, really, he's going to be listed as one of the free agents on the market this offseason, but this is a midseason guy. And I think that's something that a lot of veterans in the NFL, even when they're entering free agency, entering the offseason, that offseason is extended for them because they don't want to go through training camp and conditioning and all that BS with a team and learn a new offensive program and scheme. No, they're not doing that. Randall Cobb is not going through hell and back just to compete on the Giants' measly roster, right? Like, he's going to sit there. He's going to wait. And if the Giants need some receiving depth in October or November, then they call Randall Cobb and see if he has the ability to be that dependable underneath slot receiver. But that's not what the Giants are looking for right now. Marvin Jones, also not what they're looking for. However, there is a side to Marvin Jones where he has really good leadership capabilities. Uh, if you read this article from Pro Football Focus, they made sure to mention that coaches have also praised Jones for being a great locker room presence and bringing valuable veteran leadership. That's the appeal there with Marvin Jones. But again, you might as well just go with a cheaper version of that in Sterling Shepard. I know a lot of Giants fans don't want to bring back Sterling Shepard because he's always injured, but a lot of these other guys, Marvin Jones, 33 years old, he's also got some injury history, and he's just old. So you might as well go with a younger guy who connects better with the team because he's been with the team and is also an excellent leader in a Sterling Shepard. So I'm, I'm really favoring the idea of bringing back Sterling Shepard because I think Giants fans don't realize how cheap and low risk that deal is and how high the rewards could be because even if he doesn't play on the field a whole bunch and doesn't put up a lot of yards and touchdowns he does mean a lot to the locker room and I wouldn't even be surprised to see him not play much but get a captain's patch for what he did for that locker room this season so Again, a little off track there with the Sterling Shepard thing, but I do think he has a lot of value to this team and he could be signed. But there's another player, though, Alex, that I want to talk about. And this is Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, TikTok boy, right? Mr. Twitter Controversy this past week. Just won his first Super Bowl. Congrats to him. And he's been a really good player throughout his NFL career. But the reason that I don't want to touch him if I'm the New York Giants is because he's never been a really good number one receiver. He's been a really good number two receiver his whole career. And I don't even want to see the Giants take a chance on making this guy a number one receiver. He just took a prove-it a prove-it deal with the Chiefs worth, I think it was $3.75 million, one-year deal. He won a ring, and he did prove that he is a good player. He is a good WR2. He went for almost 1,000 yards with the Chiefs in the regular season. Actually, a really impressive stat line, 78 receptions, 933 yards, and three touchdowns. But here's a couple things to take note of. First of all, he was playing with Patrick freaking Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to make every That's receiver look say. like a superstar. Yeah, That's he makes counter, everyone man. look so much better than they are. Yeah. Prove it deals with Patrick Mahomes are bullshit, man. You can't mm -hmm. say, you can't be like, yeah, it's my prove it deal. I'm going to leverage this into a multi-year contract. Be like, yeah, like I have the best quarterback in the game throwing me the ball. And literally like, it's not even like Juju made, create a lot of separation. It was just Patrick Mahomes put it in the perfect spot every single time. As usual. Yeah. As usual. So, you know, Juju... 
Uh, give me a break. TikTok boy, I don't want the distraction. I don't think the Giants want the distraction. Yes, you know, at 101 targets, 78 receptions this year, he had a decent stat line, almost 1,000 yards, pretty good catch rate, but it's just too much of a distraction. You can get just as good value in the the draft, and we don't have Patrick Mahomes. You know, we want a guy that we can develop and, you know, maybe grow a mid-round pick with, with good physical traits that can develop. We talked about Michael Wilson and Andreas uh, Yoshivas the other day. Uh, these are guys that like we can develop and they can become good players within our scheme. If you're signing Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm not giving him anything more than a one-year deal. I do not trust him at all, Agreed. especially because the guy just dances all the time and all he's doing <laughs> is creating distractions and shitting on other players and taking shots on social media. Brian Dable's not going to stand for that, man. That's not our style. It's not our culture. Um, I, the only reason he's doing it is because he's a free agent now. He has his ring, and the Chiefs, I think they probably let him go anyway. Yeah, I do too. And listen, we're in agreement on this one. I'm not in favor of Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't want the Giants to sign him. I want them to stay away from him. But I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate. The only way that I could see them reasonably pulling this off and getting Juju Smith-Schuster, this is a move that you make after the draft. The Giants go through the offseason. Say they end up landing Jordan Addison. They're like, okay, Addison is our number one wide receiver. But can we pair him with a very solid number two receiver who is a veteran but also young, fits our mold, that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, he does fit that mold as a player. Now, again, I know off the field, TikToks, blah, 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 right? We don't want to get into that. But as a player, so let's say Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't get signed during the free agency period, and he's sitting in in the open market after the draft, then I think maybe the Giants look at it if they do have their established number one receiver and say, let's get a solid one-two receiving punch for Daniel Jones. And then you consider it. But even then, again, distractions, everything like that. I'm not too crazy about Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't really like the prospect of signing him. But, Alex, any other players out there that you want to mention on this free agency market? Um, That's a good question. So, okay, there's a couple. Julio Jones, 34 years old. Don't want to touch him. I don't like, you you know, he's too old. He's lost multiple steps. The guy might, might as well have a peg leg at this point. So, wouldn't go in the Julio Jones direction. Byron Pringle's one that interests me. He's been pretty good. Um, 257 yards and two scores this year for the Bears. The Bears literally had the worst offensive line in football. They had Justin Fields, who you know has, is a better runner than he is a passer. And he was really good with the Chiefs. And I think that he might have that connection with Mike Kafka. I would not be surprised to see Byron Pringle get an opportunity with the Giants' really low-cost guy. Um, probably get him for maybe a mil point five, something like that. Alan Lazard, 27 years old. I think he's like... A pretty physical receiver, kind of like Kenny Galladay. I don't like him that much. 800 uh, Wait, let me see. Uh, yeah, about 800 yards this year um, and six touchdowns. Not a big fan of him. I think I'd stay away because he's trying to get paid, and it's just not really worth it. Jacoby Myers is an interesting guy, 26 years old, um, six touchdowns this year, 800 yards. This That's one I'd be a little bit more intrigued by and to see kind of what he would ask. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Pringle, Lazard, and Myers? After that, I do want to touch on one or two more. There's, there's a couple guys at the bottom of the barrel that – could have interest to me that are a little bit cheaper yeah i think jacoby myers is the best player on that board that you just mentioned i mean between pringle um lazard lazard i'm not crazy about i just he's not a separator and that's what you were talking about earlier we don't need those big body possession guys i've never looked at uh alan lazard as a great separator someone who gets open i've looked at him as a big body that aaron Rodgers can pin the ball onto and he makes a great play sometimes because of that so i don't think that fits what the giants are looking for uh byron pringle i don't know that's kind of like one of those players that yes i could see him making sense if you get him for really cheap so but Potentially, the Giants could look into that one. However, I'm not sure that that really does make sense for them, considering they also still need a WR1 or a really solid.
solid WR2 once they get that WR1. So Jacoby Myers, though, yes, he makes sense as a really solid WR2. That's where I say, okay, maybe Jacoby Myers being one of the best wide receivers on this uh, free agency market this offseason. Like, I like the idea of him. But again, you look at the free agency market for wide receivers, when you are that best player available, you get paid like you're that best player available, even if you don't, you're not deserving of getting paid all that much. So Jacoby Myers is going to be out of the Giants price range without a doubt, because they're not paying up for a WR2, a team that needs a WR2. And that's the last piece of their offense. They'll go ahead and pay up for him. But the New York Giants need a whole lot more than a second receiver. So I don't see him making much sense for the Giants either. But Alex, who are these other players that you have in mind on the free agency market that you want to discuss? So there's one or two more. Uh, the primary one that we haven't touched on is uh, McCole Hardman. Really like that as an option for the Giants. I wonder how much he's going to cost, but coming from Kansas City, uh, only at 297 yards and four scores this year, but he's really good as a gadget role kind of guy. He, he can move around the line of scrimmage. You can put him inside. You can put him outside. Um, can do some good stuff for you. He's blazing speed at the very worst. He can be a good punt returner for us. He can do some stuff in that category. God help us if we run out Richie James again. I, I'd rather go in a different direction but McCullough Hardman coming from a Kansas City Chiefs offense that knows how to win he's a good player he can play through some injuries you know he's familiar with Mike Kafka I see the connections I see the value there it really just has to match up with the price tag he fits our scheme right like he's a good scheme fit for us he makes a lot of sense I don't think he's going to be that price now because the demand on the market um, and rather the the quality is not very high he may get a little bit more money because of that but I wonder how much more I'm not exactly sure what his market value is going to be it's difficult to kind of figure out uh, but spot rack has his market value at about 10 million dollars per year which i think is extremely high i think that's very unreasonable and unrealistic i it, if we were looking at like 5 million per year i could i could agree with that but 10 million seems like a lot to me what do you think about that i mean i'm not touching him at that price but maybe half of that i would be more intrigued yeah, sure. I mean, half of that, then I would be intrigued. You're right. Perfect scheme fit. Makes a lot of sense for the New York Giants connection with Mike Kafka. But again, that wide receiver free agency market year after year, you see some players that are you're like, okay, you are a WR2 or a three at best, and they get paid like they are the best receiver on that team because that's just how free agency is. You oftentimes overpay for average talent, and McCole Hardman is kind of an average talent. Yes, he would be a great fit with the New York Giants, but no, I don't want to see the Giants make sure that they have McCole Hardman on their team. Uh, but another player that kind of reminds me of McCole Hardman, though, Alex, and this is really the last name that I have on this list that I'm intrigued by, it's Paris Campbell, Indianapolis. He's one of those players that shifty, kind of a gadget player underneath, probably a WR3 and gets paid like it. He flies under the radar. I don't think the Giants would have to overpay for Paris Campbell, but this is one of those guys that I think, you know, extremely explosive, 4.3140 yard dash, 40 inch vertical, uh, really great hands as well, only three drops, 25 years old, 63 catches for 623 yards, and he's got some pretty nice highlights as well. A lot of broken tackles, just one of those guys you want to give the ball to in space, so kind of one of those players that I think could be similar to that Wandale Robinson role, and Wandale Robinson, rumor has it, he might not be ready for the start of the regular season, so maybe you do want a guy like Paris Campbell to get in that lineup and play that Wandale Robinson role until Wandale Robinson comes back and then explodes in that role, hopefully. So Paris Campbell, a player that I actually do like on the list of free agents uh, in the wide receiver market this offseason. Alex, so curious to know what your thoughts are on Paris Campbell. Yeah, you know, Paris Campbell's an interesting one. I like these cheaper guys because I'm not willing to overspend right now given the state of this wide receiver market. There's nobody on here that I'm like, yeah, I would I would overpay a little bit for them. Uh, but Paris Campbell's young. He's not even 26 years old yet, coming from an Indianapolis offense that just underperformed last year with Matt Ryan under helm. Um, so with that being said, you're probably getting him at, at cost because... 
the Colts were such a bad passing offense, there's really not a lot of sample size to look at. He's still managed almost 600 yards and three scores last year. That's a really good one, Anthony. I actually really like Paris Campbell. The production he managed to curate last season with a really just a crappy situation at quarterback and just their entire offense was malnourished, to say the least. I think that that's a sneaky good signing the Giants can make. He's young. He's got some speed. He's a pretty good scheme fit. You can move, put him in motion a good a good amount. He could be a punt returner for you. He's got solid hands. Um, I think that's a player I could see the, the the Giants going. But how much would you be willing to pay him? Because I think that's kind of the question. Is like we can't overpay any of these guys. Uh, Spot Rack has Paris Campbell's value at two point five million dollars. If you're, if it's between him and Darius Slayton, I think I'd rather go in his direction because he's you know definitely uh, might be a little bit cheaper, and I think he fits our scheme a little bit better yeah i think he's a better scheme fit darius slayton being one of those straight line speed you chuck it up and you hope that he catches it guys i don't think that's what the giants want that's why he was underutilized in the offense this past season that's not what daniel jones is comfortable throwing he's more comfortable throwing to an open crossing route or a drag route and letting the guy turn up field to make plays and that's paris campbell so you mentioned a 2.5 million average annual salary projected from spot rack i think he gets a one-year deal if you pay up to three and a half i think that also makes sense that's less than what you would uh, be saving from cutting Kenny Galladay you get 6.7 there you knock off three and a half of that to Paris Campbell that makes sense and I think you get way more value out of a guy like Paris Campbell than you do with Kenny Galladay collecting dust on your bench so I like Paris Campbell I think that one makes sense but again really wrapping this one up there's a lot of receivers out there this year but not a lot of them really stand out as good fits for the New York Giants they're gonna have to be careful with their spending and make sure that they don't bite themselves in the butt with any bad contracts to mediocre talents in free agency at the wide receiver position because there's a lot of mediocre talents in free agency this year at wide receiver if the Giants really want to bolster this receiving core get that number one receiver it's going to have to be through the draft or via a trade and I think that's the way that the Giants are going to be leaning but don't sleep on the depth here you know there's some low-key players in free agency Giants need to build out the depth of this roster and I think there's some wide receivers that could make sense like a Paris Campbell so those are our thoughts really on the whole wide receiver free agency market uh heading into this offseason but let us know your thoughts on it down below in the comment section and if we missed anybody that you want to hear us discuss let us know and we will talk about him. Yes, we stayed away from OBJ today <laughs> because we were trying to focus on guys that we didn't want to, didn't want the Giants to sign. And I think that that one's so polarizing. It's possible. I think it's yeah. more of a possibility than any of these guys. And we'll True. probably do a whole episode on OBJ by himself and discuss him another time. But again, let us know your thoughts on the guys that we did discuss down below and send us any other names. And we'll be happy to discuss them right here on Fireside Giants, a great New York Giants channel that you should subscribe to and ring the bell. Bing! Bing. Don't miss an episode. Ring the bell, and we'll catch you on the next one. Have a good one, and let's go Giants.